going through this class, I'm listening to this man and he's talking about your life, your purpose, your drive, um, how you can bring things into your life. And I realized that, okay, he's saying this so that you can be a better realtor. But the way you're saying it to me and the way I'm taking it is I'm going to be a better person. Hey, Mama, what do you think of when you hear the word success, fame, status, and fortune? What about rocking your baby to sleep or coaching Little League, advocating for your special needs child, or mastering meal planning, maybe going back to school or starting your own business? The truth is success looks different for us all, and it may change depending on the season of life you're in. After finding myself in a dark place, I decided to set an example for my two boys by intentionally choosing what I wanted for my life and seeking it, even if it was scary. And now I'm so excited to bring you stories of other moms who are living out their version of success. I plan to ask these incredible women not only about their journeys, but how they are making it through the madness and the magic that we all know as motherhood. So, whether your assistant just brought you a hot espresso or you're rocking your baby on a third cup of reheated coffee, settle in and get ready for some goodness. I'm Shannon Carruthers, and this is the Successful Mama Podcast. Hey, Mama, and welcome back to this week's episode of the Successful Mama Podcast. Oh, my goodness. I am so excited. I have such a treat for you today. I met a new fun friend And we could not quit talking and I just loved her story and I really, really wanted to share it with you. So before we get into that, let me introduce myself for those of you that are new here. My name is Shannon Carruthers. I'm a habit and success coach for moms and I love talking about all the little things that you can do in your life that add up to create big progress, um, even in the chaos of motherhood. So with that being said, I wanted to start a podcast that would meet moms where they are, giving them some inspiration with hearing stories of other moms who are living out their version of what it means to be successful and some of the things that they did to get to that place where they are today. So without further ado, I want to get into today's lovely guest. Um, Today, I have my friend Melanie McCollum. She is, uh, well, what am I doing? Let me just let her introduce herself. Melanie, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. It's so exciting to be here. Yes. So can you just tell everyone just a little bit about who you are, your story, just some highlights, your kiddos, all that kind of stuff. Okay. Well, I'm Melanie McCollum. Um, I moved here with my family in 2016 to the Madison area. My husband is Michael. Um, We have two gorgeous boys, Cole, who's 11, Luke, who's eight. Um, and so the newest thing that we've had going on is last year at this time, Michael decided to stay at home and work full time. So we have both been at home full time for one year and we wow. survived and it was actually great. Yeah. So uh, we, yeah, we loved it. And um, I think we we're, we we're each other's cheerleaders. So it's, it's been a good thing for That's us. Awesome. I think that that can be such a, it's such a transition, number one. And I've heard from moms, you know, friends who love them both being at home or not so much and need that like separation, you know, like you love them so much, but like you need a break. Right. So having that space too. So, but that's awesome that y'all have been able to do that and actually enjoy both of y'all being at home. I think that we would be the same way, my husband and I, I think we would really enjoy, you know, having that time at home. Well, And you learn to give each other 
that space when when it's needed and you can kind of tell um because i think we both get so focused on what we're doing right that, you know we're in the same room but sometimes it's not like we are oh yeah oh, so and y'all are in the same room we're in the even. same room wow mm-hmm. and again not all the time sometimes i just need a break from that little room and and yeah. so to see so but it works out great that's awesome good for you well um i'm really really excited for everybody to hear your story and i think there's some there's going to be some points that anyone can relate to because i mean we're going to talk about of course like pivoting um mm-hmm. ending up in a different place than you expected to be and i think literally almost everyone can relate to that in some way um but also some like happy accidents that happened um, and then your move to the Huntsville area. For those of you that are not here or are new to the podcast, we are in the Huntsville, Alabama area. Um, and so we might say y'all and we <laughs> might talk about some Southern things. So that just comes with the fun of the podcast. So um, anyway, we're glad you're listening. Thank you for tuning in. Let's get into your story. Okay. Sounds good. All right. So first, um, let's get started with like college time, because I think that that kind of started the path for your story. So tell us about, um, you know, going through college, what did you major in? And what was your path from there? So I was, I I knew, even in high school, possibly elementary, that I wanted to be in business. Okay, so it, it was easy for me, you know, going into college, I knew I'm going into business, let me go ahead and major in that all the classes, let's just, you know, roll with it. And then I got into a relationship that became serious. Um, And during that time with him, he convinced me, you know, I I think that you would really be good at teaching. And then he started saying, you know, when we're we're married, when we have kids, wouldn't it be great if you had that same schedule? And I don't know, maybe I wasn't confident enough in myself at that point. I mean, you're, you know, you're 19. Right. So what? what confidence do you have you've been in right. school for <laughs> and you're very impressionable at that age for exactly sure. so I think unfortunately I went okay well maybe he knows me better than I do and maybe I should switch and so that's what happened and I I had that a year under my belt with business classes okay and then I switched wow so can I ask you something really quickly mm-hmm. you said that you knew early on Mm -hmm. that you wanted to go into some kind of business. Did you have like a mentor? Did you have people in your family? Were your parents like, was there anybody in your life that had their own business and kind of made that impact on you? Or was there something else that happened that just made you go, oh, yeah, I'm going to be a business person? Well, so we had my mom always worked in an office setting. Okay. My my entire life. Uh, She she retired from one job and went right into another where she was still in the office. And during that time, she went to work for someone who he owned several businesses. And when I would go and visit her, he would he would talk about all these things that he was doing. And I went, oh, my gosh, I I want to be him. Yes. And it was I would learn more about because I would ask him questions. But then I would also have mom going, no. <laughs> You are not, you know, don't even think about it because he can do that because he's got the knowledge. He's got the personality. He's got what, you know, and he, the experience. Right. But I was like, but I'm 16 years old. I, 
I can learn and I can learn from him. Yeah. And it excited me. But, you know, when I think when she kind of, and it wasn't doubt from her. I think it was just, hey, you need something safe. Right. You, because that's what they did. You know, yeah, of course, they started a job and they were in that job until they retired. Right. So I think that's what she wanted to do for me. And instead, it put a little bit of doubt in in my mind. Uh-huh. And so then when I did get into this relationship and he kind of said the same thing, I thought, oh, well, maybe these people know more than me. Yeah. So I think it was, you know, a, a, almost a pattern of, okay, well, maybe I should listen to them. Right. Maybe right. I don't know myself as well as I thought I did. And so I, I switched majors, went into elementary education, and that was in Meridian, Mississippi. So okay. I stayed there. I think I was at seven years until I knew, okay, this is not where my future is. It's not in this city. And I, I knew that beyond the shadow of a doubt. So then I thought, okay, well, I, where am I going to go? But I don't know that. So I kind of put feelers out there and realized, okay, well, if I'm going to leave, I've got to make myself marketable. And what everybody is looking for in other cities, you got to have your master's degree. So at the time I had a house, sold the house. So I used that money to put myself through college to get my master's degree. Wow. And then it was, okay, well, where am I going to go? So I put feelers out again and I had gone with a friend to uh, Birmingham and I was like, this area is fantastic. I love this area. The Hoover area is fantastic. Mm -hmm. So immediately put out um, resumes, applications to different places and ended up in Hoover. Awesome. So I stayed there for four years. So still teaching at this point? Still teaching. Okay. Yes. And And was there anything, did you see a difference as far as you were kind of antsy to get out of Meridian. Were you antsy at that time to get out of teaching? Were you enjoying teaching? Or um, did you see any difference? I guess my question is from your transition from Mississippi to Hoover in your position. When I, I loved putting lessons together. I loved doing the research and, you know, making those things ready to be put out to the kids. Mm-hmm. I loved that aspect. And sometimes that was tough in where I was in Mississippi. So I thought, I wonder if it's going to be as tough because it's completely different. Right. And it was for me. I still loved putting the lesson plans together, even though a lot of teachers, they were like, that's the worst part. <laughs> what are you crazy? Um, that's the part I loved. And, but it's, and still in the back of my mind, I kept thinking, I really love the business world. I still, I'm drawn to that because um, just still meeting other people and they had certain businesses. And I thought, you know, there's, there's gotta be, there's something about this that's pulling me. I don't know what it is yet, but it's pulling me. And uh, so, and this is the craziest thing. So I was actually entering test information you know those great standardized tests oh yeah those are fun we love (laughs) i was entering all of that information and i get an email and it was of course they were targeting teachers 
And it was for a franchise where you would still work with kids, but your schedule is flexible. You would be your own boss. You would own a business. And that I went, oh, my God, the sparks you're like, seeing, yeah, (laughs) exactly. I was sitting in front of that computer going, oh, my God, are you giving me a sign? Is this a sign? Yeah. And are you using a computer to do it? Because I will totally, I am on board. I will do it. God speaks in many yeah. different ways. And sometimes. he used email yeah. that day. <laughs> and so the next thing I knew, I was contacting that person, getting to know. And lo and behold, a few months later, I purchased a franchise. Wow. <laughs> oh, my goodness. And so this was obviously like it was along the path of what you wanted to do initially, but not what you anticipated was going to happen in your career, I'm assuming. <laughs> right. Well, I knew that I wanted to own a business. Mm-hmm. And I thought, okay, well, you know, this is an easy transition for right. me because right. I'm still going to be working with kids. I'm still going to be making those lesson plans. It's going to be completely different because I'm going to be going to them. Um, and it's, Uh, what we were doing was using a basketball in order to teach coordination. And uh, I thought, this is great. This is perfect. Um, And during that time is when I met Michael. And, uh, you know, we, then we had two kids during that same time. And at that point, he was working for a company who's out of Decatur, Alabama, not that far away from here. So he said, you know, if if I'm really going to work and make this something, we're going to have to move. So wait, where did y'all meet? Y'all met in Birmingham, in Hoover area? Or did you so meet? That's a strange or? story, too. How okay. we met. <laughs> <laughs> I love strange um, stories. So I'm this all is, about this. <laughs> this is one of those stories. You're like, this is again. It was a God thing again. Um, and God uses the Internet again. So. I had been in the Hoover area for about a year, met a friend who worked at the same school. She decided, she was like, you know, you need to put a profile on an online dating site. Okay. And I said, okay, let's, let's do it. So she helped me with it. And at the same time, my now husband, his aunt was saying the exact same thing to him. Right. I think there's a lot of a lot of the stories you hear are like so and so made me do this yes, or so and so yeah talked me into it or set it up for me or whatever yeah. And I I saw his profile and I thought, you know, he's really cute. Look at those blue eyes and that dimple. And so I reached out to him. And it it was where you, you know, you would send questions, they would answer it and then send you some. So we would go back and forth for a little bit. And I was only doing it for a month. So mine was coming to an end and he was not getting in touch with me. And I was like, well, I'm, I'm canceling it. (laughs) At the time, you know, I was a teacher and, you know, we, we don't make a lot of money. Luckily I was just by myself and, but still said, I'm, I'm saving that money. Right. And, uh, but I would, so my friend came back and I was showing her the profile and, She's an Auburn fan. He's an Auburn fan. And so we called, he lived in Auburn at the time. And so we called him Auburn. And so here's the crazy part. Um, Her boyfriend at that time was friends with um, a guy who had a band. 
and the band was playing somewhere in Hoover. So she was like, come on, you know, it's one of the last times we're going to play. Let's, let's go. And there wasn't a lot of people there and it, we were just having fun. And she came up to me and she said, Auburn is here. <laughs> and I was like, there's no way because we're in, we're in Hoover. There's no way. Yeah. And I turned around and there he was. Wow. So, of course, I had to go up and introduce myself. He could not hear a word I was saying. <laughs> and finally, he was like, we've got to talk. Can we talk outside? And that was it. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I love that so much. Um, it's always fun when you when somebody's like, oh, yeah, it's the craziest story. And, then you know, <laughs> you never know what's coming. So good. Um, fun fact, I met my husband at a concert through a band, which he was actually singing in. He was in the band, but I didn't know that. Anyway, um, so yeah, I, I get that. And oh. I had no idea at the time that that yeah. would one day be future <laughs> husband. Like, it's, what? <laughs> right there with you. I know. Yes, but <coughs> excuse me. Um, that's awesome, though. So you guys then obviously continued your relationship. You get married. He's then working in Decatur. So you mm -hmm. decide to move Closer. to Huntsville. Okay. Mm -hmm. So and so um and my son started going to a pre-k program okay and uh so you had him when you were still mm -hmm. in hoover yeah okay gotcha. and he and then he was here he was like three and a half just before turning four no and oh i'm sorry mm -hmm. i'm interrupting just curious are mm -hmm. you still working doing the franchise are you loving the franchise and having i'm having somebody work just carry on the classes in hoover so okay. she's basically managing the entire thing. Gotcha. And and it was a lot, you know. So she and I talked and we're like, you know, it this is not hers. She was not interested in buying it. So we decided, okay, well, we're just going to wrap up at this at the end of this year, this okay. school year. And uh, so when my oldest, when Cole started going into the pre-K program, I kind of got that, okay, I wonder if I could go back into education in some different form, not in the classroom, but maybe help out with student teaching, you know, just something. And <laughs> that didn't work out. So then I went, uh, my husband started talking about, you know, what you would really be good at, <laughs> being a realtor. Oh, <laughs> Of course, because that's the obvious transition is business, education, realtor. But you know what? I can't say anything because I, I told you this beforehand that, you know, I've always loved houses. I have loved yes. real estate. Like, literally, I got an email on my phone the other day and I was like, oh, there's a new listing and it's this, this, and this. And somebody was like, are you looking to buy a house? And I was like, no, not at all. I just want to know what's going house. on. Yeah. <laughs> so my husband for years tried to get me to be a realtor so I can totally yeah. relate to this. So he says, you should be a realtor. Now, at this point, I know you, you told us that you've got two kiddos now. Mm -hmm. Did you, you still just had Cole at this point? When no, you, no, no. So okay. I had uh, Luke, he was, he was little beauty. He was, um. When we moved here, he was 14 months old. Okay. Gotcha. So, but he was going to the pre-K center also. Okay. Not every day. Um, so 
a lot of that time I was staying at home with him. Gotcha. I think so. How was that? How was that juggling? Like you've you've got these babies that you're handling, dealing with. You're trying to initially run this business that is also not here. So Mm -hmm. you're dealing with ins and outs of that, and then living in a newer place still. So I imagine you didn't have a ton of help. Is that accurate? Right. Okay. So what is that? What is that time period? If you think back on that, what does that look like in your head? I I mean, now I look back at it and go, I don't know how many plates I was spinning on, you know, but you figure it out. I mean, you just, and luckily the woman I had in who was handling the franchise, she was unbelievable. Thank goodness. Um, but you would also have to say, okay, I, I'm, I have to drop everything and go see what's going on there or help her out with what she's doing because I, I wasn't going to just dump it in her lap and right. say, good luck. Right. Um, and then again with, with two kids and trying to figure out the city itself, yeah. trying to navigate. In a new place. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. it's, very difficult it was a lot yeah um and then I think that's actually when I started to feel a little lost and that was I don't I don't think I knew what was happening and until I looked back yeah a a couple of years later and go wait a minute you know this is I don't I don't have a purpose right now I'm not and then when I did become a realtor you know I still felt a little lost because that wasn't, there was zero passion for me. Okay. So that's what I was going to ask you was, Mm -hmm. you know, you said that in your early relationship and with then your mother Mm -hmm. previously that you have these people telling you, you should do this, you should do this. And then your husband says you should do this. Yes. So did you, did you have any desire? Like, was this something that you had thought about previously? Or he just was like, I think you'd be good at this. And so you should give it a go. Ex- yes, that, I had no, no intention. Um, and he just said, you know, because his his dad, very successful realtor. Gotcha. And so he already had that knowledge of it, whereas I really didn't. Mm-hmm. We sold our house. That's how much knowledge I had. Right. Um, but yeah, he was just like, I think that you would really, really, really good. And again, I think it went back to that confidence and somebody knows better than I do. Yeah. And, but yet again, you, I got into something that, and it was fine, but I just didn't have that passion. I just didn't have that drive to, to stay with it. Right. And let me, let me ask you this with looking back now, because we're going to talk more about, you know, where your story heads and things mm-hmm. kind of transition a bit. But looking back now at having that, you know, those people feeding that into you, but you not necessarily being confident in those things, mm-hmm. not necessarily being confident in your own thoughts. Is there anything, any advice that comes to mind that you might give your own sons about that as they grow up? I mean, that's kind of I'm putting you on the spot here. That's kind of a hard question well, to ask. But is there anything that comes to mind? Well, for sure, because the last three years has been such an awakening for me, I think. Um, Let me go back. So the realtor thing, this is kind of where that started. Um, I was with Keller Williams and they have this class 
program thing called Bold. And it's um, where you're building your own life by design, not by default, so that you're, you know, you're living with a purpose. Right. And it was so fun because, so again, I didn't have this passion for being a realtor. And here I'm going, okay, sure, I'll pay $800 to be in this right. program where, I, you know, but again, God was pointing me in the direction. I just didn't know it. And so going through this class, I'm listening to this man and he's he's talking about your life, your purpose, your drive, um, how you can bring things into your life. And I realized that, okay, he's saying this so that you can be a better realtor. But the way you're saying it to me and the way I'm taking it is I'm going to be a better person. So that's what I took out of it. And, you know, I took all of these notes because what he was saying was resonating so much with me and the things that I had gone through that I I was sitting there writing notes, thinking about, okay, this is going to help me with myself, but this is also going to help my kids because this is going to improve me. So it's going to improve my abilities as a mom. One thousand percent. I literally... That is why I started coaching. That is why I started like down this path and why I wanted to encourage other moms. Because I think so often as moms, we're pouring, pouring, pouring into our kids and we forget to pour into ourselves. Because ultimately, if we pour into ourselves, they are watching and we are going to impact them positively through anything that you do, you know, to to build yourself as a person it is going to positively impact them. Absolutely. You may not see it immediately. You may not see it until later in their life, you know, but I absolutely fully, I love that you said that. Okay, sorry, continue. I could talk about that all day. I love it. Um, <coughs> so you're hearing all these things. You are seeing the positive impact for yourself and how that's going to impact your kids. What happens next? So after the program ended, I actually put the binder away. And didn't think about it again. So here we are, you know, and I go back to same routine. And again, feeling a little lost. Until 2020 happens. And so it was January of 2020. Um, my husband and my and his cousin get together and the cousin moves, has moved back to Birmingham. And he says, hey, this is what I've been doing in Louisiana. I've been, you know, being a roofer. I know you have your home builder's license in Alabama. Let's get together. Let's start this business. And I will, he's, the cousin is saying, hey, I will run it. And don't you worry. And so the next thing I know, we have a roofing company. And, so, uh, so your husband had his home builder's license. Was that the that was the line of work that he was in? Actually, no. Um, he was in. He worked with a trucking company, so okay. he was in sales, getting a, a, accounts for the trucking company. But we had flipped a house. Okay, so and you had to get that. during that process. He just decided he was like, "Look, let's just get the home builder's license so that it will hit with permits and that kind of thing." Gotcha. Um, and so that he would know what 
was supposed to be done. Right. Um, so out of the blue, hey, yeah, let's start a roofing business. Yeah, let's let's start a roofing business because. What was your husband's yeah. response to this? Sure. Like, let's go all in. Like, let's quit all the things. Yes. All in. Well, so he still worked. Oh, yeah, the, because you said the cousin was going to run it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So. And uh, and he did for the first two months. We were just kind of, I, I think what I've done is at this point made a Facebook page and did the website. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so they pulled you in too. A little you, bit. Okay. I wasn't, I wasn't too far, too close in right then. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, this is 2020. So what happens in March? Right. Uh, so within one week, I learn that, hey, the kids aren't going back to school after spring break. And the cousin calls and says, hey, do you think that Melanie would be able to run the office stuff for this roofing company? And I said, sure. <laughs> yeah, let's so, do this. <laughs> of course. Why not? You know what? You've got your, you, you've now become a teacher again. So you're getting to do that. Are you doing any real estate stuff at this point or you've completely put it away? I had just closed. Okay. Right before. I want to say it was at the beginning of March. Oh, wow. Because, you know, I, we were, we were having to do the math, the whole thing, because that's actually started kind of in February when everybody was doing the masks. And so that was my last, last closing, gotcha. last anything with real estate. So then at that point, he's like, Hey, mm-hmm. you got all this free time on your hands. Right. There's nothing really you, going on. Yeah. Just come on. Can you do this for me? Yeah. And, and you said, I said, yes, let's, let's go and I'll figure it out. I'll learn about roofing and I'll learn about insurance claims. And uh-huh. here we go. Yeah, because I was going to say, um, I'm assuming that your extent of knowledge in roofing and stuff was was not a lot. Is it was that? that every house needed one. A roof, yes. <laughs> there, there were two different kinds, like shingles or metal. Yep. <laughs> I yep. Have so that's it. Yeah, that was I, it. I, they use nails to put them on. I know right, lots of them, and they leave lots of them in your yard. I know that very well. Because you know, our guys, <laughs> I will say, they go through several times. One thousand percent recommend use those guys. Not that I, our roof looks great. We we got a roof put on recently mm-hmm. before I had met. Just so you know, before I had met Melanie, we had already signed a contract and were involved in that, but. They did leave quite a few nails. We we actually paid our kids to, you know, for every nail you find. Um, every nail in the driveway was a dollar <laughs> because we had all, well, I had already combed the driveway and they still brought us, I don't know, they got eight or nine dollars from the driveway. Well, good for them. Yeah. yeah. And good for my tires. And your t- yeah. Yeah. And, and then wallet. And my wallet. Mm. And then we also paid them, I think like, I don't know. 10, 25. I don't remember what we did. Certain amount, uh, certain, maybe 10 cents a piece for every other nail they found because there were still quite a yeah. few. Um, I've gotten several bucks out of that. So, yeah. Fun times. Mm, anyway, fun times. sorry. We get off with sidetracked. <laughs> Nails, roofing. Okay. So, you know nothing about roofing and you're like, sure, let me jump in. I'll run this. But it is a business, right? Yeah. So, is that appealing to you as far as, are, are you thinking through that or right. is it just like I'm helping? Um. Well, what it, I guess after a few weeks, 
go by and he we're relying on each other a lot okay i'm thinking okay i've got to step up my game and l- really learn about this so i at that point i think i took it more seriously like okay this is a business i'm going to have to learn more about it because um even though everything is with michael's name you know he's got his job that he's doing right so i i kind of want to have to fill in on this part of it for john because john is literally he's doing everything else he's gotcha. doing the sales he's doing the production he's doing the scheduling he's dealing with subcontractors he's dealing you know so do you think you transitioned from like a helper to kind of taking ownership over that role or is that oh for sure yeah okay so now you're you're doing all the things. Right. You're taking um roofing 101. Uh how was that process? Um that was quite the learning curve. Uh, I'm very thankful for the insurance companies who they send out the claim report. Yes. And it has all those pages that nobody ever reads, you know, they're the actual insured uh-huh. they never read that. I studied those. <laughs> Like I was cramming for the, the biggest test of my life. Yes. Um, and then I would rely on John a lot and just go back and forth. Had tons of questions. There were a lot of nice adjusters out there who would say, okay, this is what you need to know. Because I would ask questions. Yeah. I had no idea. And uh, so, you know, after a while, you kind of say, okay, I've got this figured out. And it was a good thing because we started growing and you know at this point we've got let's see we've got four salespeople in the Birmingham area they kind of spread out um Michael does this here and then on the Gulf Coast we have a guy who does the entire Alabama coast okay so we've we've got several people that now they'll call me so i'm dealing with all of them and their customers and their insurance companies we've got a production manager and i get to talk to him a couple of times a week so it's we grew and so and you know they they threw me into the fire and and you again you figure it out that's right i I can hear my mom's voice you know in my head right now that's what she would say is you figure it out you figure it out yes uh, I think that so often we're faced with that situation, like, and you've just, it's, it's sink or swim and you don't have any choice right. but to just swim and paddle and figure it out. Like you said, did yeah. you, did you ever have any moment where that doubt sunk in, like it was creeping in or did you not really have time to think about that? Or was there any, I don't know. With, with this job, there wasn't, I mean, I still didn't have that, you know, passion for owning a roofing company i mean that was just never but i think because i was good at what i was doing at my part of it that that kind of gave me a a purpose and i needed that i love that and you know even now i think okay well what would happen you know if they're relying on me, I want to be there for our sales team or whoever needs me. I, I want to be there and I want to help them. Right. And that 
that helps me say, okay, I'm in a, I'm in a good place right now. Yeah. Because I do have that purpose and I may not have the passion for it, but it's, it's, it's completely different because I enjoy the helping people part of it. Right. Mm -hmm. I think so often in whatever role we end up in, we have to look for that thing that Mm -hmm. is the um, driving force. Yeah. The driving force is, is the part of our personality that we enjoy about the job and lean into that. You know, like you were saying about the researching and the building lesson plans and early education, you know, having to lean into that side mm-hmm. of things, because often we don't have the opportunity to switch and move out of something, especially right away. So trying to find that thing that we can really latch on to that kind of builds us up as a person as who we are. Does that make sense? Oh, absolutely. Um, That's so true. And so I love that you said, this is not really what I plan to do. I never <laughs> thought I'm going to have a roofing company. <laughs> right. I don't I don't know many little girls. Now there may be some, <laughs> but I don't know many little girls walking around with the, the hard hat and thinking, I'm, you know, I got my nails and my shingles ready to mm-hmm. go. One day I'm going to grow up and be a roofer. So, <laughs> right. And we do have a, a female salesperson that's awesome and let me tell you she gets out there just knows her know, stuff she, yeah oh yeah yeah i love it so good um okay so you now have the roofing company mm-hmm. the kids you know we we've made it through 2020 things have picked up um and then tell me in 2022 what happens from there in the summer of 22 my mom was she i mean she for the past two years previously. So again, starting in 2020, she started having health problems. The summer of 2022, she had two really bad falls Mm. and she fractured each side of her tailbone. I mean, it was basically a a break. Oh my goodness. So, and I don't, I don't think that we really understood the pain that she experienced because she was the strongest person that, I've ever known. And with with that break, she was, of course, she had to go through surgery. She had to go through uh, physical therapy and she would do it and she would be in pain the entire time and crying the entire time. Mm-hmm. And um, this was in my hometown, Quitman, Mississippi. And one of the visits there, my great aunt, so my mom's aunt, was there. And uh, she was there almost every day because they were close. They were only like two years apart. So they were really sisters. Yeah. Not, you know. Yeah. And uh, it was w- one of those days where mom was just having a really, really bad day, just crying. And she wanted Doris and she she grabbed her arm to pull her in closer to her, immediately stopped crying. And said, oh, my gosh, you have the softest skin. How'd you get that soft skin? And so Doris reluctantly tells her, well, I make my own stuff. Reluctantly. She did not. She was like, I do not (laughs) want to share this information with you because she knows my mom. And, of course, mom's like, well, I want you to make me some. I want to feel like you. And so she did. So, of course, my aunt delivers it and says, do not tell anybody about this because she gives it to her in like a, um, 
you know, like a, a glad container, yeah. you know. So did she tell her, so she's making she's, this. She's been making it for, at that point, she'd been making it for 13, 14 years. Wow. But and it's just, hers. And it's, she's not telling anybody. She did not. Tell, well, did she tell her what was in it? I think she, I think she did. Okay. Okay. Um, but keep it a secret. But she just, I, I don't think she wanted anybody to know that she, like, she makes her own stuff that she, I don't, I don't think yeah, she liked okay. that part of it gotcha. because, you know, people pay so much for what we put on ourselves to make ourselves beautiful. And she didn't. And okay. I don't think she liked that part of it. Gotcha. You know, she just didn't want people to know. And, uh, but of course, anybody who came in, whether it be doctors, nurses, physical therapists, friends, family, whoever, oh, y'all feel my skin. <laughs> Check this out. <laughs> that's, that's, of course, literally anybody who came into that room knew that Doris had made this. <laughs> oh my goodness. I'm sure she loved that. <laughs> and, you know, I think Doris knew in the back of her mind that. It was not going to be a secret much longer. So then mom just starts passing it out. She starts handing it out. So everybody gets them. <laughs> I went to visit her in August. She get, And she would get it in these big 12-ounce. Like, she gave me some. And then I visited again in September. She gave me some more. And then October, she gave me some more. And I was like, I, I'm, I'm, I have a six-month supply. I'm good. <laughs> so Because there's poor Doris having to make this all the time now. And... Uh, so in it was the Saturday after Thanksgiving, mom passed. Mm. And and she knew it was it was like she knew that it was it was coming. Um and it probably was another six months. Well, I'm running out of and it was called the concoction. This because so Andorra's concoction. <laughs> <laughs> and her husband James, they called it the concoction because I don't think they. It was not. It's not lotion. It's not cream. And they're like, it, uh, it's a concoction. It's a concoction. <laughs> so, um, I said, please help me make this because I'm not. I, I'm not going to ask you to ship it for me. And driving four hours to go and get it every time right. might not work out. Right. <laughs> so. And it was so funny because she just sent me a picture of ingredients. And she said, I just mix these together. So the first time that I have the time to try to make it, it was a complete disaster. Oh, no. Complete disaster. And I'm looking at hers because I've got hers in front of me going, okay, it needs to look like that. It needs to feel like that. I probably spent... Upwards of fifty dollars, just trying. To, oh, <laughs> I thought, no. yeah, this is this is not working out. I've got to figure this out. And I said, "Well, tell me what what's the recipe?" And she said, "I don't have one. I just mix until it feels right." And I thought, "Okay, this that's not going to work." <laughs> so I did go and see her, and we had a great visit. And she she taught me how to do it. And um, I I had some in my purse one day. And let somebody try it. And they're like, oh my gosh, this is great. Because my skin, they they had something. And they said, I, we ne I never find a lotion that I like. And this is great. And I was telling my husband about it. And he said, well, you know what that means. And I went, no. <laughs> I don't know what that means. I don't. It means I've got a concoction that's <laughs> right. good. What does that and mean? He was like, you've got to bottle this stuff. And... 
I went, oh my gosh. And my first thought was, that would be awesome for Andoris. That would be awesome for her if I did this. But first I have to make sure because it's, you know, it was her secret. Yes. So as soon as I got her approval and she was honored and I said, okay, we're going to, we're going to try this out. I love it. Yeah. And so you launched this concoction. Yes. Does it say concoction? It does not say concoction. (laughs) That's just the the secret side of things. I just refer to it as a moisturizer. Um, It's really, it's more like a moisturizing gel. Okay. Because it, it absorbs, it doesn't sit on the skin. So I'm like, if you're, if you get it and you think lotion or cream, I'm so sorry, you're probably going to say, what is this? Um, But it's, so I just call it the moisturizer. Interesting. Mm -hmm. I like it. Mm -hmm. Well, I, um, I'm very intrigued by this. I'm going to have to get my hands on some of this stuff um, because we are always looking for something good, you know, dry Uh hands in the winter and, you know, um, just soft skin is always a good thing. So I can't wait. So I love that you, you know, you're doing the roofing thing and then this kind of just pops up before when we were chatting, you called it a happy accident. It is a happy accident because again, it was, I I know I love business. I always wanted to own my own business. The roofing business, not so much. And then this happened. And I thought, oh my gosh, I think I can. I know it's a great product. I love it. I know other people will love it. So here we go. And it was like, it was just time. Yeah. We, as a family, we are settled in. Everything's going good. Um, the roofing company's going well. And so I thought, okay, well, maybe it's time. Yeah. And I mean, and it here presented we go. It. I mean, here yeah. we go. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> um, so if people want to get their hands on some of this stuff, where can they get it? And tell them the name of the product is? It's George Jane Skincare. Okay. Uh, right now, we have a Facebook page, and okay. you can contact me directly through that. My number and my email address are on there. Um, and we're working on the website. It's uh, I'm doing it. And boy, does computer language. Oh, girl, it's a process. Oh, it's I, a pro- We can talk all about that after this because <laughs> it is it is something. I did my website and it was challenging for oh, sure. It's, it's, it's an, so much work. It's something. I, yeah. Anyway, so go to Facebook, check out Doris Jane Skincare so that you can get your hands on some of this stuff, get you some nice soft skin. Um, and then the roofing company, you want to pitch that too while we're chatting? We are Helpful Roofing. Uh, formerly, we were Atlas Roofing and Exteriors. We changed our name in October okay. because, again, I think all of us kind of our main focus was being helpful to our customers um, because roofers, we don't, we don't have a great, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Rapport. Yes. We we just don't. Right. And that's, that's the other roofers. Gotcha. We're truly here to help our customers. And even we had a phone call that I took one time. The man thought that he was calling a different, roofing company that he had already talked with um was just about to sign a contract with them had already picked out his shingles they were going to do his roof 
And he said, I'm so sorry. This is the number I keep finding when I when I look them up. And I said, I'm, we're helpful. I don't know. We're I'm not that person. I said, but I will help you find them. So I helped this man track down a different roofing company. And they never called him back. So he did end up using us. Well, and he said, <laughs> I mean, it says a lot. And you have such a hard time finding quality people, quality, mm. you know, because everybody's just on to the next thing. And, you know, I, I love that you focus on the customers and mm. putting them first and being helpful. So such a cool thing. So you can find that on Facebook as well. Yes. Okay. Or um, helpfulroofing.com. Okay, perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, well, before we go, I wanted to ask you the big question that I ask all my guests, which is, what does success mean to you? I think through all of the things that I've been through, um, the low points and learning as much as I did and then having the high points come after and saying, oh, my gosh, that's why this happened. I think success for me means that moment that I have that awakening or that realization that, okay, I just went through something that was not great, but now I know why I went through it. And now I know that I can continue on my journey and I do have a journey and I'm, I'm going to go even farther because I've seen what I went through and I I survived. Yes. And now I'm going to thrive. I love that. I love it. And again, so relatable. I think that probably everyone who is listening to this can, you know, find something similar to that in their story because it is just, you know, we go through tough times and and realizing like there's so much more ahead. And oftentimes those challenging moments are the ones that shape us into who we need to be. And, and mark off the things that we know we're not supposed to be doing, right? 100%. Because you don't know until you try something. You don't mm-hmm. know that you didn't want to be in elementary edu- education until you gave it a right. shot. And now you can mark it off and go, okay, that ain't it. <laughs> Let's figure out and pivot. And you took the good things from it and figured out more about who you are, which I love. And then, you know, went forward on your journey. Right. And I love that you said, I have a journey. Mm-hmm. Like, I think we all do. So, so good. Um the last thing I love to close out with all my guests is a quick rapid fire of questions. Okay. So the first one is, what is your coffee order? Oh, I like, I, I'm a creamer. Okay. And, and flavor. flavor. So usually it's caramel, lots of cream. So, yeah. Do I actually like coffee? I don't know. Maybe I just like dessert. I, I mean, <laughs> I can understand that. Now, I do love coffee. I don't love it to be super sweet, but... I 1000% understand <laughs> that, you know, you got to have some sugar in there and, and the, all the different syrups. They're so happy. Mm-hmm. They're so happy. Okay. Next question is how clean does your house stay on average on a scale of one to 10? The look, on, I wish I could see the look on her face mm-hmm. no. <laughs> on a scale of one to 10 on average. Oh, gosh. how clean does it stay? Oh no. I, I would say four. Okay. Yeah. Because, you know, I'll have to, put something away um and michael will say hey our house is full of love as well Uh (laughs) absolutely okay i like the way you think my positive guy yeah i love that and i 
You know, I, I, I'm big about finding your priorities. What are the things that are most important to some having a spotless house is very high on the priority mm-hmm. list for me. That ain't it. That's like, I want to spend the time. I want to do the things I want. And then if we get the house clean, so my goal is always cleanish. Like we want it to be livable. We want it to be happy. And I'm always trying to get rid of things so that it feels a little better, but cleanish. Okay. Mm -hmm. I love it. All right. Number three, a book or show that you have recently loved. Oh, Hmm. I haven't found many shows that I'm loving. Um, so a, a book that's my favorite. Can I do that? Yeah, yeah, sure. Okay. So this, and this is a book that I have read over and over and over Ooh. again, because every time I read it, I'm in a different mindset. So it means something completely different to me. It's the book of mistakes by Skip Pritchard. Oh, oh my I gosh. I give it to this. every um, senior who's graduating. That's my gift to them. And Every time there's a shift in my life, I now pick up that book and I read through it and go, okay, I, I have clarity because now I've gotten something completely different out of it. It's fantastic. So good. I literally, if you, you may not have been able to hear, but I was writing it down as <laughs> she was talking because I'm definitely going to go check that out. Okay. Last question is what is the most random item you have in your purse right now? Oh, I don't even know what's in my purse right now. It might be a sock. A sock. I had a pair of socks in mine, but I love that it's a single sock. <laughs> <laughs> because I found it in the in the very back of my car. Uh-huh. And it's my eight year olds. Yep. Not a big shocker. Uh yeah. Uh, I get it. I mean <laughs> I think what? so we haven't I haven't done an interview in a while. Um, and so for the longest, I was carrying around a broken yo-yo in my purse. And I was like, if only I had a podcast today, I could tell everybody. I've got a broken yo-yo in my purse. Like you never know. I love asking this question to moms because you truly never know no. what's going to be in there. It's always a sock. And it's with a good thing with the eight-year-old with Luke, there's no telling what I will find in there because oh. sometimes it's just like, oh, there's there's a bag that's opened, and I'm just going to put this in there. Uh huh. And that way he knows that it goes into the house at least. It could be a rock. That's good though. At least it's <laughs> he's preparing. Whatever. He's planning ahead. <laughs> oh my goodness well Melanie this has been so much fun I loved hearing your story I so appreciate you coming on I have loved it I've loved every minute well thank you you guys have a wonderful wonderful week and we will see you next time on the successful mama podcast thanks for tuning in I hope you enjoyed this episode of the successful mama podcast for more information, head on over to SuccessfulMamaPodcast.com where you can find show notes and all of the links mentioned in today's episode. Tap that share button and remember to tag at Successful Mama Podcast. And make sure to go leave a review. It really does help. A special thanks to Will Carruthers. Until next time, remember mama, success looks more than one way and it's up to you to define it. <laughs>